I've been battling to get this gentleman into the studio for, for quite a while now. I think we was going to get him into the studio over the Christmas period, but uh, um, I've been able to sort of sneak him into the, 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 the studio this morning. We're chatting to Mervyn Gars this morning. Mervyn, a very good morning to you and welcome to Cape Talk. Good morning, Zane. It would have been a different thing because uh, I showed you across the the hall from us is our sister sister station um, KFM and yes. you and I go back to 1992. Correct. Uh, sitting in front of me, Vicky is the gentleman who gave me my first Saturday morning breakfast show uh, in 1992, and uh, um, always thankful to you for that. Uh, but your years at KFM, chat to us about those years. Those were very exciting years, wasn't it? They were the beginning of, of, of radio, which was at that time very exciting because you could do anything. Um, KFM started on the 2nd of April 1990, if I'm correct. Mm. And I think, yeah, we did some training for you. You came in over weekends and did training. And yeah, it's been a success story. So I left the radio industry in um, 2001 after about 11 years. and. Yeah, it was, a good, it was a good time. Um, we did really amazing things and groundbreaking things and advertising and wonderful events. And the station has just grown. Mm. Well, it is an incredible success uh, today. And I think that you can uh, probably be proud because you you are the pioneer of, of that particular success that it is today. Mervyn, we, we brought you into the studio this morning. And I mean, you, you left KFM and uh, you... You subsequently said, I, I can't sit around, but I need to do something. So you, you moved into in, into ceramics, isn't it? Yeah, I did. After a while, I first um, decided to do some property development. I built, bought houses, built them, re renovated them, um, flats as well, and then sold them. So it, it kept me busy for a while, but got very boring because all you were doing was driving from the hardware <laughs> store and stop. It, it was financially quite rewarding, but um, not sort of um, very exciting for me. So got bored with that and then decided to stop. So I traveled the world for quite a while and traveled all over South America for a couple of months and basically just um, explored. And um, I wanted to start ceramics. Uh, I had three houses with studios, and every time the house was completed, I got scared and then sold the house and moved on to the next one. And eventually, I decided, well, it's time to start. So I started um, probably, um, yeah, in the um, late, mm. but just between two. So, 2009, yeah. round about there. And, and, and you started off with just about five, six people. Initially, at, at, I, initially, yeah. initially I started off from home, um, mm. making large, big, large vases. And then we found a space that went empty with a lot of kilns in, and they retrenched everybody. And made me the office said, if I pay rental for a year, everything inside becomes mine. And I just jumped at it because... It was value, I mean, there was no value to it. It was scrap metal. and But if we have to put up the, the system, it would have cost us millions, which we couldn't afford. So we started yeah. making dinnerware from um, no experience at all. Mm. What does it basically take to to produce a piece of ceramic? Because, uh, you know, I follow you on your, on your Facebook page. Uh, and I look at uh, a number of the items that you produce and uh, you go, you're also now in the international market. Uh, what does it take from the beginning uh, phase, from the conception of the idea all the way through to actually putting that onto, onto market? 
There's there's different ways. Um, there's the the most common one is slipcast, where you work with liquid clay. So the clay is in a liquid form. You pour it into a plaster of Paris mold. The plaster of Paris absorbs some of the water, and the longer you keep it, the thicker it would be. Um, and then it will be perfect. Uh, so that's the one way. The other way is, is um, you know, machine. Um, industrial machine that they just actually press out plates they've got it they press with a very almost dry clay and press it out stamp it out so they the production is very fast but we thought there's a niche in the market to create handmade stuff so everything we do is made by hand um and we work with actual clay so we um over the time sort of developed our own clay body because the clay body we could find in Cape Town was not was not durable enough for restaurants so we got someone in from holland to come and help us and we spoke we worked with the department of um, chemical engineering at uct and this was basically we had to create we had to create a, a demand for the product so i think my background in marketing did help you know getting publicity and and doing the whole thing so the idea was to do something like what the, the Japanese have been doing all the time. So every, every piece is unique, is individual, and you can see it, there's a story behind it. It's not just a machine printout that's been made by love and care. And, and so every piece is slightly different because mm. what, what you have you call is clay has got memory. So if you work the clay in the one direction, the other direction, you push the molecules in different ways. And when it dry, it takes, out its own, it takes up its own space, although it's exactly the same mold and it weighs the same, but it looks slightly different. So that's what we wanted to do is like, um, I think everything that comes from China looked the same. And I think people want something that's slightly unique, mm. different, and it's got a, their own identity. So we've got 150 colors. No, yeah, about 100 colors, um, 150 different products. Mm. Um, and then you can pick and choose. You want this color. And we're constantly developing new products and new you, shapes. Do you have a, a number of clients that come to you on a regular basis, like restaurants and hotels, and say, you know, Mervyn, we need to, to come up with this idea or come up with an idea for that? Because when I, when I look at, you know, your, your ceramics and uh, uh, I look at the artistry around your ceramics, it has to complement if I was a chef, for instance, and I wanted to put something on that plate, whether it's a pasta bowl, whether it is a, a dinner plate, whether it is uh, a dessert. Uh, and, and the shapes have, have shifted from just the old traditional, this is a dinner plate or, uh, you know, so uh, have you been, been able to get a number of clients coming to you on a regular basis? Yes, we do. And also what we do is People come in say they want a bespoke dish, and we they come with the concept. We will work and say, well, we'll create something for you. you. Like it, you approve it. You like the color. Well, we don't just make our own clay body uh, because our clay body is above international strength. Um, you know, for durability, for for cracking, and for whatever. So then we also make our own glazes, and it's it's quite a complicated process. Your clay body and your glaze body has to be compatible. Because of the shrinkage and the, the, the um, and then with the you know it gets cold again, it, it sort of expands and shrinks, so it actually has to fit, and it doesn't. Uh, you, we fire it to 1,200 degrees, so your clay your glaze can't run off the clay, but it has to mature at a certain age. So it's quite a complicated chemical process, which um, yeah, 
we have got yeah. a, an MD now that's a chemical engineer and he can sort out all the stuff that I don't know which is fantastic <laughs> that's that's the management style uh, which is which is always uh, the, the possible thing is to just give somebody else the work to do and 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 of course you concentrate on this thing um, in in terms of the the factory you started off with with uh, a, a, a few people you've now grown that compliment and, and, and why I'm having this conversation with you is not only in terms of the ceramics that, that you produce, but the, the, the story of growing this to 49, 50 people within your factory and small business being able to be that generator of, of jobs in terms of, you know, for instance, where we are in terms of, um, you know, the, the country and growing the country. And I feel that I strongly feel that small business is where that growth is going to be, you know, to take place. And that is where the job market is going to grow, not within the corporate space. Um, in the Western Cape, each job has got an impact on 4.7 people's lives. Mm. So the company grew organically. It, was, it wasn't planned from the beginning to become that big. It was sort of just grew and then the demand was bigger. So we employed more people and trained people. And so it had just grown. And actually what I thought, I thought after three, four years, I can now, now take a back seat and do more creative work and more art pieces. And well, um, five years became 12 years, and actually that's where I'm at <laughs> right now. So I'm just doing the creative work, so the designs and the, and the stuff. And this, I've got a very competent team running the studio and, and doing fantastic well. So before lockdown and, and during lockdown, it was quite difficult to survive. Um, and we made a conscious decision that we're not going to retrench anybody because we trained everybody. And if you retrench them, you're not going to get a hold getting hold of them again and then you have to retrain people and that sets you back months so we reduced everybody's salary from the top down you know by 25-30% yeah. and so that at least we can keep people going and we borrowed money and and then we started working because we export we could start work after a month with 20% and so we could increase the work and we got work and actually what has happened subsequently is that people are supporting local um, which is great you know, and, and suddenly we suddenly it just boomed, and we have got too much work. We we actually have got um, it's blessed. I mean, we've got too much work, but then um, blackouts came, and mm. you need we need our kilns to be able to fire for a period of twelve degrees uninterrupted because you fire a kiln for six hours, two and a half hours down. Electricity goes up, four hours down, it goes up. So if you fire a kiln for one day, it now takes four days to finish one firing. Um, and the amount of electricity... How do you actually work around that? Uh, it's a disaster, really. Mm. Um, we can't really work around it because we looked at getting a generator, but the generator will, f will power three of the 14 kilns at a cost of, that depends on which fa um, stage, Stage two will cost us about 100,000 rand a month on diesel. Stage three, four, four to 500,000 rand a month. So it's going to price our products out of the market. Um, and therefore, you know, it's, it's just actually not feasible. So there are different ways which we found now that you can get solar power and you can get batteries. And, and, and the batteries, apparently, it's new technology. They weigh a, a ton each and you need three of them for one kiln. 
So to run the four glaze kilns, we need four tons of batteries <laughs> that you have to put in a container. Um, we're waiting on the cost for that. Um, unfortunately, the building in it, we're in at the moment has got an asbestos roof, so it's illegal to put solar panels on yeah. an asbestos roof. But I mean, we, we're trying to find and explore each and every way we can. But in the meantime, it's, it's just sort of... You know, um, we were on a high thinking, okay, well, we're doing well, things are working, we're exporting about 35% of what we produce. We've just, um, our sales director just been to a trade show in Sydney. Um, we export to the Middle East, um, Europe, um, America now, and mostly restaurants and also, also gift shops. So um, what happened, f- for instance, is... Uh, chefs would come down to Cape Town in December because Cape Town's food is so amazing. People want a holiday, so they come from Europe, and then they look, where's the plate? And so we oh. can't close over December, Christmas. Mm. So then they'll come to the studio, they want to see a dead space, and and therefore we don't close, we you know we alternate. And, and that's given us a huge amount of exposure. And so it's just grown word by mouth. And we've got a, um, a brand called Bernadette in Belgium. They actually, it's, it's a fashion brand. Um, so they print beautiful florals for their dresses, but now what they do, they're oh. extending their stuff. So we print those florals on ceramics and on vases, and, and then they, they print the table um, cloths with the same design on. So it's, it's quite an extension of what they of their offering. So we do a lot of collaborations, I and mean, we've done with Richard Scott, with Francois Pino's Mad Foundation. So we create different things, and it's actually nice to. I get bored very quickly, so it's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. So it's nice to do new things on a constant basis. Yeah. Um, you know, some things don't always work. The thing you, you know, where you you perceive it going to, and and you may be a bit over optimistic and over sort of, you know. Um, and then, okay, it doesn't work. Then we try again, and we're busy developing our own um, porcelain and slips. So we want to make lights, and you know, just look at various alternatives to, yeah. to actually increase the business. Yeah. So, uh, what was the uh, chatting this morning to Mervyn Gas? And he's from Mervyn Gas Ceramics, and um, you can follow them on Facebook, and uh, we'll get more details as to where you can actually get these pieces. And has anybody come to you and said, design this for our family because it is an heirloom that we want to pass on from one generation to another generation? Uh, and, and what's been the, the most weirdest um, request that you've had? Um, not, not we, we've done for the Grendel Wine Estate with, with their actual family crest on, hmm. which was quite beautiful. And then also we used various elements of, of, of images of birds and, and whatever you find on the farm and incorporate that into the design. We've made ashtrays for, for people that want to give an, an ashtray for someone special <laughs> <laughs> with gold. And we, we use um, gold, which is 12% gold, which we paint on all print, so it's, it's relatively expensive. Um, we import it from, from India, and for instance, just um, a kilogram of liquid gold, which you paint on, is about 200,000 rand a litre, so it's, it's, it's quite, <laughs> quite an expensive it's thing. Quite, yeah. a, quite a layout. What what has inspired you? What has made you the success that, that you've become? Is it that endurance that I know about you that sometimes you know that this is the right way, this is where I'm going to go, uh, and, and you just just go for it? Is that what made you the success that you are today? I really don't know. It's, it's sort of a difficult question. Um, I think I've made up my mind. I think there were about 
500 times when I was almost bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just make a plan and make a way and and carry on because it's also a commitment to the people that's there, you know. And and when when I'm gone, the the studio must continue. Um, it needs to continue working, and we're in the process of of incentivizing people. That's important to give, give them shares in the company so that the, that can continue because who what's going to happen with 49 people put them in the street what's the point yeah what is the legacy that you, you've left an incredible legacy across the radio which is which is kfm which is still still ongoing and and, and creating such a, a lot of uh, you know huge major successes in the radio space for instance but what what is the legacy that you as Marvin Gares want to leave behind uh, you know in, in terms of of your ceramics I don't want to leave behind a legacy. Mm. I think that's that's really not what it's about. I think, for me, is um, I, 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 when I left radio, I tried to find work um, because I was too white and too old. I couldn't find work, <laughs> which is actually a, a blessing in disguise because it would never have pushed me to where I want to go. And, and I'm really I'm grateful for it. So. Um, it's not a legacy. I think what it is, I want to enjoy every life and what I do. And I think if you come and look at the culture at work, people, we, we, we try and make it for people as, as pleasant as possible. We, you know, it's not, it's a flat structure. People, everybody gets open door policy. You can say what you want. And we train people, we send them on courses and, and there's talent out there and there's people that want to work and there's people that create amazing work. So. Uh, legacies. I mean, when I'm dead, I'm dead. So who cares? Yeah. Mm. One of my my great memories, and we're chatting this Mervin this morning to Mervin Gers, who's from Mervin Gers Ceramics, right here in the Pardon Island area. I've been invited to go, and I think he's going to invite you also to come along uh, and have a look at the studios and come and see what is uh, available. Uh, I remember we going in 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 the 1992s when we started. I think my first event that I did with you was the Calderdoy Trust Fund at Calvin Grove, and uh, you know. Um, Calvin Grove has its own history, so Sunny Dawur Pratni, but and and what happened? But that was a that was a, a fantastic evening uh, where we we raised. I, I think it was twelve bottles of KWV brandy that we always used to auction up for for Calvin Grove for the Carl de Toy Trust Fund at the time. Uh, and I think we got that something just like for the hearing impaired. That yeah, time. yeah, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tigerberg Hospital. They were fantastic. I, ever thought of saying, "Can I go back to Ray?" Radio again? No, no. <laughs> that's that's a, that's an emphatic no. But moment, where, where do people find you? Um, where is the website? Where's all the information on? The website is mervingers.com. Um, from there, we've got our Instagram page is actually more updated because mm. you can do it on a daily basis, and we post a lot. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's Instagram. Facebook and a website so um, it's all basically on the same you can find if you just Google Mervyn goes um, you'll, you'll Mervyn goes you'll find it so that's it's simple you can follow them on Facebook, uh, Mervyn Gare Ceramics, or on Instagram, Mervyn underscore Gares underscore Ceramics. And, of course, you can uh, have a look at their website, www.mervyngares, M-E-R-V-Y-N-G-E-R-S, uh, com. And if you want to, to visit in Parton Island, is it is it a sort of walking? Absolutely. We've, we've got an open store. Um, we do a lot of – I mean, because it's close to town, people come in and, and they buy stuff. And we also have always second stuff, which I actually quite like. 
like I mean it's not perfect and um, shops don't want it but I like the imperfection and you know it's like perfect imperfection so and you get it at a reasonable price and we have we have this apartheid market at the end of the month which is in Leesburg Parkway at the Rondebosch Common mm-hmm. um, and then we do sales twice a year and then but people walk in every day and it's nice for them to see a working studio and we and we share information I think the, the whole fact that you know, you don't share information because you need to grow the industry. So if someone can't say, well, how do you do this? Yes, this is what you do, blah, blah, blah. So that that's part of the whole deal. Hmm. Mervyn Gass, it's been a pleasure chatting to you this morning. And of course, Mervyn Gass from Mervyn Gass Ceramics. You can uh, chat to, to them and check them, follow them on Instagram. And uh, the uh, the factory is at 4A Dorset Road, uh, Dorset Street, out in Parton Island. You are most welcome to, to drop by and have a look. After 22 years, it's been fantastic chatting to you. It was wonderful, Zane. You don't look a day older. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs>